Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 157. Today, we're continuing our journey toward the fullness of time. And as we go through the law, the prophets, and the writings, we come to the place that God prepared for the sacrifice to be made. Yes, it's a hill. It's a mountain. It is a flat-top plateau that was a threshing floor in the days of King David. But in the days of Abraham, it was a place where an ancient, mysterious king lived. His name was Melchizedek. And Abraham had been to the north and had rescued Lot. And coming back down that ridge road, that patriarchal highway, he came to an ancient city called Salem. Later, that same Jebusite city would not be called Salem, but Yerushalayim. And the word Salem is in there, the city of peace. And the one who Abraham met was a man by the name of Melchizedek, the king of righteousness. Now, many believe he is the pre-incarnate Christ, that it was a Christophany. I believe that could be the case, but I don't believe that it was. I believe that uh, Melchizedek, Melchizedek, as we call him, some in the south, Melchizedek. But Melchizedek was a man. He was a real king. But I do believe that it points to the Lamb of God that would one day come and take away the sin of the world in the northernmost part of this rock plateau that was later to be called Gogotha, the place of the skull, in Latin Calvaria, the place of the skull. But that strip of mountain, that plateau ran for a long way. And on the very highest point was the place where God told Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, I want you to take your son, the son that you love, the beloved son of promise, Isaac, and I want you to take him to the land of Moriah. Now, Moriah or Moriah is the word in Hebrew, a word that means the place where God will be seen or the place where God will show himself, the place where God will show up as well we would say, in our modern parlance. And so this is the mountain that Abraham had earlier met, this great king, Melchizedek. And as you recall the story, they had come up from the south as they topped the mountain where many of you have stood with me and looked toward the north to Mount Moriah. And he said, you stay here, all of you who are with me, and the boy and I will go. We will be back again. He spoke that with great assurance. As they went on their way and left their servants, the boy said, here's the wood, here's the fire for the sacrifice, where's the lamb? And no doubt Abraham in his own heart would have swallowed deeply and said, God will provide the lamb. Now he believed he was confident, but he believed that God would provide the lamb. But he also knew that if he indeed, the scripture says he were to have had taken the life of his own son, according to the book of Hebrews, he believed that God would raise him from the dead because God has said in Isaac, your seed will be blessed. And so the Bible teaches that Abraham had such strong faith in God that he walked in obedience, believing that God would give him direction step by step, and indeed he did. 
and he bound Isaac there. That's why it's called the binding of Isaac. And he was about to cut his throat. He wasn't going to stab him. He was going to cut his throat. That's what you do to a sacrifice. You bleed the sacrifice because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's both in the Old and New Testament. And so on Mount Moriah, this is where the binding of Isaac took place. But now what are we talking about? We're talking about the fullness of time. That is when God got everything ready for his son to come, then he sent forth his son. And remember, God didn't just get things ready all at once. He was down through the centuries getting not only the places and the people ready, but those to whom he would directly speak. And you'll recall, just as he was about to slit his son's throat, Abraham received a call from God and said, don't hurt the boy, don't harm the boy. And Abraham looked. Wonder why he wasn't looking before? Well, it wasn't time. And God directed him to a ram that he had already prepared to be caught in the thicket. No doubt it was a thorn bush. Many times in that area, seen thorn bushes, and I've seen many times ibex with their big shofars, their ram's horns, eating those green leaves from the thorn bushes and making sure that they don't get their antlers and those horns, those big shofars caught in that thicket of the tree because that would be painful indeed, and it would be very difficult to extricate themselves from it. But this time, the thorns, no doubt, and the branches had caught this ram, and it was just right on time when Abraham needed God. God came through. You see, when Abraham had been walking up one way up to that plateau, God had had a ram kind of just waiting around and walking up the other side, and just when it was time, they met. You see, in the fullness of time, God does what needs to be done. And so Mount Moriah became known as the place of Melchizedek, the home of the old Jebusite city. It was a holy and sacred place. Let me just parenthetically say I believe it was sacred and holy because it was the place where the foundation stone was and is today, the place where God created Adam, later the place where the binding of Isaac would take place, later in the temple area on that old threshing floor, it would be the place where the holy of holies would sit. It would be the place where God would manifest himself with great glory. In the next podcast, we'll talk about that. But I want you to understand that this Mount Moriah was a very sacred place. If you fast forward a thousand years from the time of Abraham, you're now in the time when David, it records, sinned by numbering the people, taking a census so that he could show his pride and his arrogance one more time. You see, David, even though he was a man after God's own heart, David had sinned just like everyone else in his life. And so he numbered the people when God had told him not to, he did anyway. And against the advice of his uh, general Joab, he said, get account so I can see what a vast army that I've had. Well, it cost thousands of lives, tens of thousands of lives, and God was going to destroy the city of Jerusalem. 
When David saw that on Mount Moriah, the Bible says he was at a Jebusite threshing floor, that flat plateau where the temple would later stand. It was there that David prayed and cried out to God, and God spared the city and spared Mount Moriah. And it was there where David bought the threshing floor for Mornan, the Jebusite, and he prepared all the rest of his life to build a great worship center and a great house for God. He wanted to do it, but God wouldn't let him. But he said, your son will do that. And indeed, David's son Solomon did. He built one of the greatest palaces and worship centers and buildings that the world had ever seen. There was so much gold and silver and copper and brass in it that it could not be weighed or numbered. It was a place where God manifested his glory from the time that the binding of Isaac took place a thousand years later. Later, God didn't just show his salvation to an individual or a family, Abraham's family, but he showed his great redemption and glory to an entire nation. The Bible says when they dedicated that great house of God, that first temple, that the glory of God so filled the place that everybody had to leave. That is, the manifest presence of God was seen by all of Israel who was there. And so the scripture says that it indeed was Moriah, the place where God showed up. But all of this was to get ready for the great manifestation of the Son of God who would come a thousand years past that. So it was a thousand years between the binding of Isaac and the building of the temple, another thousand years, and the Son of God would step out of glory and would manifest and show himself strong and mighty in the temple. And And it was there in the temple that they recognized that this was not just an ordinary man. This was indeed a supernatural man. He indeed was the Son of God, is the Son of God, forever shall be the Son of God. And that was just another step toward preparing all of us and the world that then was for the fullness of time when God would send forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, for this purpose, to redeem us. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.